And remember, when life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Take two oranges and throw them back at life. Hello and welcome to Cup of Cully. I am your host, the best podcast host in the universe, Steve Cully. And with me, my stupendous counterpart, the loquacious Josh Cup. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we are missing our three-fourths of a cup, Seiko. Um, after a nice little run he had at the Sangertown Mall um, <laughs> with the, the big wager on the San Diego Superchargers making it to the Super Bowl. The L.A. Chargers now, of course. Oh, the L.A. You know Chargers. What? You right. say that for two decades, yeah. and that's all that... You know what's interesting is I looked it up. I was like, okay, how long have they been in San Diego? How, they were one year in L.A. before they came to San Diego. They were. So if you want to win a couple bucks at a bar bet... Say, hey, the, the team known as the Chargers now, the L.A. Chargers, where did they start their professional football franchise career? Everyone will say San Diego, and you will win money, because when you look it up, clearly on like Wikipedia or something, it'll say that they started in L.A. So they were they in the 80s that they came? When they started? Yeah. Oh, no, 60s. 63, maybe? Something like that. Okay, so they were in L.A. for one One year. year, Then they went to San Diego. Diego. And then, of course, came back, whatever it was, 10 years ago? No, it was like two years ago. No, 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 no. All right, so we're going to look that up. Yeah, it was a couple years ago because they wanted the new stadium. They didn't get it. L.A. built the stadium. And I believe it was maybe four years ago? Yeah. Because they tried to leverage it for San Diego to give them a new stadium, and they refused. Well, they were playing in that weird soccer stadium for a while, too. So there's yeah, 1959. Right. The Chargers were founded in L.A. in 1959 and began play in 1960s to charter member of the AFL. Right. Did they play in the Coliseum, does it say? No, well, initially. Well, you're, we're, you're giving me a lot of things to look know, up here. So right. let's let's, uh, let's figure go this out. The, then we'll there's the, the appeal, the Wikipedia appeal. Hey, if you think you yeah, you got to donate a dollar worth of knowledge. Yeah, you got to donate a dollar. I don't know much, so I probably have looked up more than I most. Know, I have too. Um, when did they switch? I really believe it was a lot longer than two years ago. No, it, it, I think it was four. 2017. Yeah, so five. So 16 was their last year. So yeah. you could call it, you know, six, five or six. Yep. All right. Um, yeah. So we, we put a $50 bet in at good old Turning Stone Casino. We put down 50 bucks. And when I got the ticket back that said the return on that at 28 to one or whatever yeah. it was, yeah. it would be 1400 US dollars. Now, I also just read a little update as I just spoke to you before we hopped on. Is that Joey Bosa looks like he he says he feels the best he has quote in years, which is amazing because yeah. he's had so many injuries. If that's the case, then you know watch out. That's such a difference maker. Okay, scale of one to ten, you're a big football guy. If Joey Bosa as a football player when healthy, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this on you on a scale of one to ten. He's a seven point eight. I think he's overrated. I think he's very good, but I think he's overrated. He's think, limited with what he can do. Let's call him a seven point eight. He's a pass rusher. His brother Nick, when healthy, is a what? I think he's measurably higher. Nick also went to Ohio State. Nick is the younger one. Right. Correct. But he, yeah. he plays for the 49ers and he yeah, seems he, he's like a nine. Yeah, okay. So I yeah. agree with that. Now if I if we had as guests in here Nick and Joey Bosa. 
if I asked them both to rate their overall football ability, their impact on a defense on a scale of 1 to 10, do you think they would agree with that? Do you think Joey would say 7.8 and Nick would say 9? No, you, of course What not. would Joey say? I think Joey would probably say he's a 10. No kidding. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a lot Have of Have you ever seen him stop a run play? He doesn't play the run. But that's the media doesn't glorify people that stop the run. They glorify pass rushers. Well, let me tell you something. When I've got a $1,400 potential on my team, I will glorify him stopping the run. The thing is, you get 14 <clears throat> sacks, 15 sacks. That's doesn't. 15 plays of all year. Seven yards. That's or, like not even one play a game, and that get nothing else matters yeah. for statisticians. Just for, so dumb. Yeah, the tackle for loss or the sack. The TFLs and the sacks. I mean, that makes a difference. They don't look into stopping the run, and yeah. that's why, like you said, San Diego, uh, San Francisco's defense, yeah, has been so impressive. Yeah. Because they're physical, they stop the run, and they get after the pass. Yeah, and it's it's tough to do. But um, what was your opinion on this? Because it's happened a couple times. San Diego losing their team basically because they refused to spend billions of dollars to build another stadium. I mean, that was the hiccup in San Diego. They wanted a new stadium. That stadium had been falling down and decrepit for years. The city balked because, you know, the owners obviously don't want to spend all their own money. They like getting support from the city or the state. And the state just saying, you know, we can't do it. Or the city saying we can't do it. Yeah. They move, you know, however far away it is to L.A. And... L.A. has the new stadium. Pickup shop there. Because the same thing that happened with Buffalo. Because yeah. Buffalo, for the last 10 years, the rumor had always been if they didn't get a new stadium, Toronto. They were going to go to Toronto. And they really leveraged the city of Buffalo yeah. to spend that kind of money that they didn't have. But they are now building a stadium. So we got things that we're kind of jumping around. So Buffalo is building a stadium. Right. And did I see that it is not a dome? It is not a dome. I'm just saying about cities... Being that's a whole leverage other, yeah. by NFL teams. But that's a whole that. other topic. Yeah. You're, you're, with all that's happened so far this year, a year that, if you're not affected by lake effect snow, has been a very substandard snow total. Right. We don't have, we're looking out right now. It is 10 o'clock in the morning it's, on it's, the 30th it's, it's of December. December 30th. Yeah. It's, it's 41 degrees it's on its way to 48 today. I, t- I took my vest off. I looked at the 10-day forecast on, on, on Weather Channel. They're not not weather bug. Does anyone use weather bug they're anymore? Not, not is it two thousand three yet? I mean, what is going on? Is weather bug still a thing? I just have the app on my phone for the uh, weather dot com. But why did they choose bug for that? Weather bug. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we got we'll, all right now. We'll, I've, now I've backed myself up ten places. There's no snow on the ground. There's there's a forecast day for fifty seven degrees in the next yeah. few days. Yeah. And Sunday. You know, tomorrow night, which is a big night in the restaurant biz. You know, um, hospitality business, I guess I could say, as a whole. And it is meant to be 41 degrees at midnight. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That I'll is. take it. I'll take it. And see, if Seiko heard me saying this, that I'm happy there's no snow. He's, Him he being a skier, be he would, yeah, he would not be happy. But as far as like, who should build the stadium, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Everyone makes out on it. Teams like, leveraging the when, city when for people, it. Kind of get on owners about trying to get public funding for a stadium. How much money, how much tax revenue 
and does the stadium provide? You can't just go by taxes on beer or taxes on tickets or taxes with Ticketmaster. You got to go in all the areas around the new stadium and how much revenue that it creates yep, for them for sure. and the tax revenue there. And it's payroll tax. It's not just sales tax. There's so many things that they make money on. It affects the economy, correct. So, but you, know, you also have a guy in, in Dean Spanos, who's the owner of the Chargers, correct. that books have been written about, about how great a guy he is. Yes. And he's he's how very well liked. He's a philanthropist. I mean, he just really seems to take care of people and well, as long as provided the book's not written by him about himself about how great he is I, I don't know what the story is on that I should probably research but I didn't know the question was coming I don't know I'd have to look into that more I'm a big fan of not being able to comment on something unless you know a lot about it but yeah, it, it right. seems like there should be like were you disappointed that they a left a 75-25 yeah. if like that's the lay of the land I like agree with 75% that. is public, publicly funded and then privately 25% I don't know oh really I don't know I think you should have to flip for some I'd go the other way okay but I mean how many people you know um, what's, what's the new stadium that the Chargers and the Rams play in the, the, so one, at, the one in LA what did that cost new. to build you know I'm going to look it up it's, just because I really would like to so it seats 70,000 okay yeah, state of the art and what was the price tag on this bad boy? Let's let's was, uh, check that out. In the billions. Really? I have to scroll this far down? I believe. I have to scroll this far down? Construction costs. It says between five and six billion. So let's call it five and a half billion. Okay? So do the math on that. You know, obviously, let's say it was on the low end. Let's say it was five billion to make. Right. So one out of five would be 20%. One billion dollars, the ownership group, but you have two franchises, so that's five hundred million a piece. I think that's fair. Twenty percent, twenty percent that charge goes to the owner, and eighty percent it goes to um, the public. Were you, know, were you upset base. though that they moved to LA? It well, didn't really make a difference. Right? Um, San Diego. I mean, if you've been out in California a lot, you'd know that LA is like everything. It's Tinseltown. It's a it's a huge city. Um, the sprawling metropolitan area is huge area wise and yeah. population wise. It dwarfs San Diego. San Diego is more of a little bit more. I mean, it's certainly a you know a metropolitan area. It's certainly a you know a bigger city, but it has much more of an intimate feel to it. And it does, I like correct. San Diego a lot more than L.A. And I think L.A. gets a bad rap. Um, traffic, every time I've been there, traffic is about half as bad as they say it is. But I've also spent ample time in Atlanta, D.C., Orlando, three of the worst <clears throat> traffic cities in all of the East Coast. Yeah. So I get traffic. And if you think L.A. is really that bad, you've not hung out in the East Coast at all. So, yeah, I didn't love that they moved, but it doesn't really affect me. You know what it affects? I don't go to the games. I live 3,500 miles yeah. away from either of those Just cities. The, the channel that what it on. affects is the jerseys and T-shirts that I buy. One right. says LAC and one says San Diego. You know, it's okay. I'm okay with it. Let me throw you another curveball. <laughs> what um, you got? Because you coached at University of San Francisco. Correct. You uh, Did you become a 49ers fan at all? Did you like the team? Did you go to games? Did, did that make a difference? No, I don't. I'm not a no. chameleon with when I, I mean... There will be a team that comes along that I like their style of play. It doesn't matter what sport, um, and if they get after it and, and, and you know go hard, then I'm kind of I'm into that team. You know, like right now I like watching the Celtics play. I used to be a Celtics fan 100 years ago when I cared when I cared at all about the NBA, 
then I have gone a very long stretch of not caring about the NBA. Um, and then Seiko and I have watched a few Celtics games, and watching them pass the ball yeah. is a work of art. Yeah, I mean, there's no dribbling unless someone has a clear offensive, defensive, individual advantage as they receive the ball. So because their passing is so sharp and they're always moving the defense around, let's say they swing it when two passes over to the opposite wing. If that pass gets to the guy in the wing and the defense hasn't had a chance to recover and it's not a a neutral offensive-defensive situation, he will drive to the basket, whoever that player is, because he already has a two-step head start. Yeah, he's got spacing. But unless there is a clear advantage, it's just passed. It is passed. Between them and Golden State, when Golden State has all of their, you know, their entire roster going, like Curry's still out with a shoulder, um, those are two pretty incredible teams to watch. I do not love watching, you know, the Hardens and those guys where it's just all dribble moves. It's all, I mean, they say hero basketball. I think that's taking it too far. You're still trying to score. You're still trying to win games. Those guys are are scorers and they're winners and they want to win, but... To watch individual dribble moves, the Allen Iverson stuff, that's all outdated. It just doesn't doesn't really happen anymore. If it does, you know, you sell jerseys for the one player, like Carmelo Anthony, that type of, you know, situation. You know, you buy jerseys for that and you can make money off that, but you're not gonna win championships anymore. Let me uh, let me ask you this then. Um, I we, we have to use your word segue. Segue. I wanted to segue into the pinstripe bowl. Yeah. The Pinstripe Bowl, where we got a chance to watch a little bit. I, I set up my computer. and At the Owl or at the bar? We checked out a little bit at the Owl. Um, Syracuse, it was a home game of sorts. They traveled. I was surprised. The stadium was pretty full. I would say it was three quarters full. I, I, and for a, I, I hate to say, just not a major bowl. That's impressive, and I think that'll help them in the future. Um, the game kind of was a tale of two halves, I should say. Um, the, the first half, uh, offensively, I thought they struggled. I thought they really struggled. They had the last drive at the end of the half, and besides that, they really didn't move the ball. Um, and then the second half was just missed opportunities. Yeah. Well, quick, quick little items that points of note. The field, we talked about that. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, I mean, you saw the game a lot more than I did. In fact, if I can just make mention of my funny joke at the bar, so I don't have ESPN at Thirsty Hour. <laughs> you do not have ESPN. I have a ton of channels. You have everything else. A lot of sports channels. <laughs> but I don't have ESPN, and yeah. that's a... That's a spat that they have with DirecTV. They do, right. They have their contract. And that's not my fault. In fact, we don't have Fox right down there right now either. <laughs> that isn't your fault. But Joe came by with the Roku, and now, of course, we can watch Fox. I'm sure we could figure out how to watch ESPN as well. But Yeah, yep, you just go through the app. Um, but there was a point in the first half where Syracuse looked terrible, and it was a boring game. It was 0-0 <laughs> almost yeah. after the end of the first quarter, I mean, or halfway through the first quarter. It was a punt fest, right? And so you had found a way quarter. to get the video on. right. And then I asked, right. jokingly, is there any way that you can pay extra to not, <laughs> not only have the audio and not watch the video because it was so crappy. It was such a crappy I game. I want to see it. That yeah. was funny. That, that we was both funny. had a giggle on that. But yeah, the f- field you said looked like it was all torn up. And, and there were many times, I'll tell you what, if you are the folks at Yankee Stadium, 
who I'm sure were paid a pretty penny to host that game. Would you agree with that? That's the contract. Well, they they pay to host the game, but they get sponsors. They get right. they get ticket dollars. I mean, they made money off right. Of it. And they if made plenty. ESPN kept showing close ups of the <laughs> of your quality of the field. <laughs> of your grass. Yeah, that'd be like if oh, they did a wow. live shot Where at Thirsty going? Owl, and. and the local television station kept showing people's faces when they were drinking the Pinot Noir and they were like retching Scowling. or something. Scowling. Yeah. I mean, that is bad. Oh, God. The thing is, like, as, as someone who just watches, you're just like, oh, yeah, the field sucks, right? It's funny. But if you're a Yankees fan or if you have anything to do with Yankee Stadium, you're on the grounds crew, or you know people that, that work there. You're, you keep showing that field all torn up and people slipping and falling like they're running on banana peels. Well, the, the funny thing is, though, if you look at Division One college football, yeah, how many teams play on natural grass anymore? It's only a handful. Well, and and ironically, that's all that NFL players want now. They want to go back to playing on grass. Yeah, the, that's the, been a huge thing over the last couple of months. The you know, field I'm sure turf it's longer than that, but you know, as far as it's been in the media, yeah, the field turf needs to be maintained. It needs to be vacuumed. Um, people get staff infections from turf burn i i've gotten them before you know you get tackled you go on the ground you get a cut it, it gets infected because they don't maintain the cleanliness of the turf it's a real process to do it and it's not as soft as people think and there's injuries galore because of it but it's a lot less expensive to maintain and that's why teams are using Wait, it you- you're telling me that you vacuum? They vacuum the it. Yeah, it has to be vacuumed, yeah. But doesn't all the cut-up tires and stuff come up? How does that work? The uh, Yeah, you're right. The little pellets yeah, yeah, that yeah. come up, it's a it's kind of shaped like a Zamboni, oh. the vacuum. Okay. And it just glides it's over. A vacuum. Yeah, it glides over the surface of the turf so it's not just like a hoover no it's not just out it's there. not like that no it's a special vacuum. you gotta get seco out there seco would we be can, great we with can it kid seco into thinking that, that was a thing you think we could do that with him he's a, he's kind of smart he'd probably figure it out but we could try you know what he'd do he'd tell me to stick that vacuum right yeah yeah he that's would. probably what he would do but um i w- what <laughs> you and i didn't know going into it tucker bowed out um which was mildly surprising that he's declaring for the NFL draft. I know he had a great year in 2021. I believe he played briefly in 2020. And this was his, yeah, because 2020 he was a true freshman. This was his junior year. Um, He didn't have the numbers that he had the previous year. Um, And we talked about it. He had several games where, you know, you'd see 10 carries, 16 yards, um, five carries, 27 yards. They didn't feature him as much. I think that played into it. And, you know, it, it's going to be a big loss, but at least Garrett Schrader's coming back. So, SU football's not all that exciting, but I do want to knock it out. Let's give it our best five minutes, and then we'll, we'll pack it away. All right? Yep. What percentage of that, him not getting carries and not being featured as much, had to do with, being just, down I'm, in listen, the game like you were saying. I'm just going to call it like it is. Yeah. Syracuse coaching staff, yeah. the powers that be there, thinking in Garrett Schrader, they had some like almost Heisman hopeful because he transferred up from the SEC. And thinking that he was going to go down the field and he was this amazing quarterback. 
and then they realized that maybe that wasn't the case. We still don't know what was wrong with him when he didn't play a few games in the middle of the season. We don't. I mean, you're right. What percentage of it was them being in love with Schrader? You know, when when you look at it like that... Um, we I, haven't I, talked about this. We do I, I think probably 80%. We, yeah, I think they thought they had some... Some kid that is going to be playing on Sundays, and clearly, yeah. they, they, I don't think that they do, that they do. When he came in last year for Tommy DeVito, and he put up numbers that they hadn't seen all season because DeVito couldn't throw the ball down the field. Um, I think they said, "This is our guy. This is the answer. This is going to make a difference." And the honeymoon period was over after the first six games. He got in against better competition. And his flaws were exposed. Mm-hmm. You know, he he wasn't the most accurate. He struggled throwing the ball downfield. And we still don't know what the injury issue was because, you know, from Notre Dame on, he was he was kind of iffy. And they, you know, they barely managed to get that one win against Boston College to, to get them to 7-5. and five. Yeah. So I, I agree with you that you know he, he was probably overrated. They probably put too much on his shoulders. And watching him yesterday, Josh, he wasn't throwing the ball downfield at all. They kept everything underneath, everything underneath, and he was getting hammered. And then that last drive at the end of the half, he started slinging it and he went downfield. Yeah. And that made the difference. But third quarter, second drive, Pick six. So that was the difference in the game. 100%. Because their offense, for them to score over 21 points, it's very difficult. (laughs) So they were down big. And, you know, he had a couple good drives at the end of the third quarter going into the fourth quarter. But um, for like for, to tell them, okay, you're going to have to score 35 points to win, that's insurmountable for their for them offensively. Right. So, I mean, just to look at the stats real quick, and then we'll we'll kind of pack it up. So, you, so Garrett was 32 for 51. That's Which he never throws. Pedestrian percentage. 51. Yeah, he doesn't throw that passes. Much. I mean, you so you'd, you'd expect, yeah, 330 yards. Great. Zero touchdowns. One interception. One pick, but it's a pick six. A lot of times you throw an interception, you know, if your defense holds, you give up three points. Or if you throw it, you know, you know, you go deep. Let's say you have the ball on your own 30 and you throw a 50-yard pass or a 40-yard pass. It's the same as a punt. So yep. it's not that big of a deal. But when you throw one pick and it's a pick six, I mean, that changes the complexion. No question. Yeah, it's a 14-point But you can swing. overcome that. You know how you can overcome that? I'll tell you. Let's talk about the team stats, okay? You can overcome that by... Having 27 first downs for your team and the other team only having 14. Correct. You can overcome that by having 477 total Total yards yards. of offense versus 215 for Minnesota. Correct. You can overcome that by the other team only throwing 16 passes the entire day. Well, the quarterback got hurt when we saw that. They brought in someone else. So everything went right. Okay, yep. a couple more stats. Time of possession, oh, 34 good. minutes for Syracuse, 26 minutes for Minnesota. If you were to look at this stat sheet Syracuse and someone would wins. tell you yeah. that Syracuse had to score late to pull within winning the bet because the line was 10.5, by the way, all three of us took Syracuse in that game. Yeah, we did. My arm isn't quite long enough 
to pat, pat yourself on the, on the back. back. I'll do it for you. So when we're done, if you could just I would do, do that, it for you. <laughs> I'd appreciate it. Because it, it is hard for me to bet on Syracuse sports because I just, I, I've always loved them, but I always try to look at them very objectively. Not yeah. a lot of Syracuse fans and not a lot of Yankees fans can look at their team. No, no, objectively. no not at all. Like, I love how the Yankees went out and are trying to get yeah. all this pitching. Like, you guys didn't get on base last year. You had it's one pitching guy, one, I matter. got on base at a 42% clip, and the rest of you guys did not. Let me ask you, you this. Need on base percentage. But anyways, I digress. So, but, so, let's go. So, your boy wasn't in there. He wasn't carrying the football. Your backup the f- in, in he, Allen he, rushes for 6.3 yards a carry against yeah. the Big Ten team. Yeah. So, he, he's we a rush guy. for... 147 yards. What's the big knock on Syracuse? You can run it all over them. Yep, their run defense has been suspect. How about Minnesota rushes the ball 33 times for how many yards? 77. And the That's running pathetic. back broke the record, all-time record for Minnesota. But in the I mean, first look at half. this. But that was it. Time of possession. Eight more, eight more minutes to Syracuse. Total yeah. yards. Over two and a half yeah, times double. total yards in Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota rushes the ball for 2.3 yards a carry for 77 total yards. And 14 passes. If someone, if someone said that to you and said, okay, I'm giving you those stats only, I will let you go back in time. And make the butt. And yeah. head over to Rivers and throw, yeah. some, throw a bet out. How much would you bet on Syracuse? A couple Gs. Yeah. Yeah, I would. And you'd beat... Couple G's lighter in your pocket. Let me ask you this, though, because we watched several games. Yeah. I, I they weren't. A, in my opinion, they were not a fun team to watch. So if you're recruiting and you're watching Syracuse, like the energy, the excitement, the enthusiasm, what makes you want to go there? Like I just didn't feel it. Like in the past years, and they were on a roll. And then they just fell off a cliff. But I never saw that passion, that enthusiasm, that energy that would make me say, as a recruit, please take me. I want to go to Syracuse. I'm going to commit to Syracuse. That is, and that's the most Syracuse the football we've watched. Question, and no one, no one's talking about this. So I have no problem talking about it. College sports is 95 percent recruiting. I would say 100. percent Yeah. So yeah, you know that at least. They've got to stop. Hiring coaches that they think are great X's and O's guys. No, right. And find dynamic personalities. And that's true. They have to make a connection Back in the with day, an 18-year-old. You, but, you know, it wasn't because they had a young coach. Their coach was older. Yeah. Right? Back in the 90s. And he came across as a fatherly figure, and I think he did all of his recruiting himself. You're talking and about Coach would, P, Pascal? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So you showed up. Pascaloni and George DeLeon. Yeah. But you go even back further than that. McPherson. Correct. So, you show up in kids' homes and you let the parents know, I am a father figure. I'm a borderline grandfather figure. I will take care of your kids. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, you tell me, how did you get McPherson? How did you get, all, how did you get Harrison? How did you get all these guys? Because they would go into Florida and Pasqualoni was a great recruiter. Mm-hmm. DeLeon was a great recruiter. Yeah. And they won by getting kids from the south they didn't recruit heavily in mm-hmm. new york they no reason to they had success in connecticut mm-hmm. because pascaloni was from cheshire connecticut worked at the prep school so he had connections there he got every good kid out of the state of connecticut 
and then from there it was Florida. And since then, no Syracuse coach has been able to go down there and get, you know, like Tabucky Jones was from there. Yeah. They have not been able to go down there. You know, Donovan Darius, the really good safety, was from there. Marvin Harrison. Um, no, Marvin Harrison was from Philly. But they have not been able to but win. You're, you're getting those two wars. and three star recruits. They uh, are. I think the, the best board. you can with what you got. I don't think, you know, they're going to be able to get the five star recruits. The dome isn't the attraction that it used to be. I don't think you do. But you start by getting three and four star recruits, and then you kind of work up from there. Yeah, it's about Nothing developing recruits talent. like success. You get on TV, you get out to a six and zero oh start. <laughs> Steve, this is important. Then you go and play Notre Dame at home on TV on national on CBS, I believe. Yeah, it was. And you get your ass kicked, and you don't even show up. You yeah, don't get you, off. You really don't. You don't get off yeah. the bus, and you walk yeah, there that from was your em- dorm. That was embarrassing. Yeah. I agree with you. That was that for us watching that it too. Could have been a difference maker, and no one wants to talk about it. It's not in the paper. It's not in the Herald. It's not. I mean, how is that not in there? Syracuse, you lose a game. Okay, no big deal. You lose a chance to recruit. You have three kids. Let's say you had three kids, all different positions. Let's say there's a quarterback, there was a defensive lineman, and there was a corner. And they even care enough to answer your emails, enough to wear on those rivals and recruiting websites that says they're considering your school. You go in there, 6-0, and you play Notre Dame at home, and you win that game? Do you have any kids also are you know talking to or considering Notre Dame? Yeah. And you beat yeah. Notre Dame in a... In the dome. In a, in a covered arena, you know, where... If you're an offensive player, you're going to put up great numbers because you're not battling the elements. No. Do you want to play uh, in the first week of December? The last week's in, in November as a wide receiver. Would you rather play on carpet or would you rather play outside on sheets of BC? Yeah. In, in South Bend? No, you're right. 100%. You, are, you have certain advantages. But I don't, I don't think they maximize them 100%. Well, they don't because they lay an egg in that game. Yeah. And I don't even understand. I don't know... Clearly, people see that the same way, but they don't talk about it with as much vigor. You have to. You have to understand what that game meant, and you can't sit there. That was the, the, the turning point, the difference for the season, for it, sure. It, yeah, but not. It's not Steve's. Not just the X's and O's of that season. Like to lose a game is is not that big of a deal. No. They weren't going to go undefeated. No, they weren't going to play. They in, in they're the, not the going to the ACC championship. Right, no. but you had a chance to steal three four-star recruits. Easily by winning that game, easily, and those are the yeah. things that are those are program killers. But like from from watching them, from the perspective of watching them, they are not a, an exciting team. No, because they don't have exciting. Watch. They don't have dynamic talent. So the question again goes to Dino Babers last year of his contract. Okay. They have to make a decision. They are basically, they basically have to fire him right now, or extend him, because it's such such a rarity in college sports that you go into the last year of your contract as a lame duck. It just doesn't happen. Like Harbaugh at Michigan got an extension and took a pay cut to do it. 
And then he had he's had the last two years great. They rewarded him. He got that big payday again. But this is a critical time, a big decision. They are going to either have to go all in or cut bait. But and you, it's going to happen soon. But you said yourself, it's a $10 million, $10 million buyout. Syracuse is not that kind of school. I don't think they have the money to buy him out. No. So I think they have to ride who, it out with him. I think they got to give him a two-year extension. Who's writing these contracts? I mean, CAD. It's terrible. Well, that's that's the reason is because the Syracuse was thinking along the lines of this could have been a stepping stone for Dino Babers. And his first year, he won ten games. Mm-hmm. So and then they gave him a big extension. They're thinking, okay, Notre Dame or USC or Oklahoma, some big school is going to come in and steal him. We have to protect ourselves, so we give a big, a huge buyout to show security. So Dino Babers knows that you know we're serious. If we want to fire you, it's going to cost us $10 million. That gives him more incentive to stay. That gives him the belief that they are behind him 100%. Right. It's not like things went wrong this year. I would say this is a... No, if you told Syracuse fans that they would be 6-6, six and six, they would have held a parade. Yeah. They would have held a parade. Were they 7-5? Yeah, they were 7-5. They, they, they ended up 7-6. and six. Yeah, with the bowling game. Yeah. Um, they would have they would have had a parade for that. Yeah, but you just got to ask yourself. And then they, they, you want to go, let's rewind it. Let's go back to just philosophy of higher education. Oh, there was geez. a time when I was a student athlete. I thought it was owed to me because I was a good high school, you know, athlete that I was owed a scholarship and not that they would have a parade for me at school, but, and I'm not saying me, all athletes felt this way. And I coached division one college sports. So I know that these, they're entitled is a weird word. I like the philosophy of entitlement. You can even, you can yeah. go. To that, I mean, these people feel like they they are owed scholarships, they are owed this, they are owed that, and like you're not bringing anything in. Do you think the football team makes money at Syracuse? Yes, they. I believe they do. I I don't think that they do, because if that place seats fifty thousand, it's not. It does. I mean, when's, when's the last time you were at a Syracuse football game? Two thousand and. Well, go back four then. maybe. How many people were there? Actually, two thousand six. I went because UConn played Syracuse. Um, how many people were there? Probably maybe twenty thousand, thirty thousand tops. I mean, do the math on that. Yeah, do the uh, math on, you know, on all the contracts of, of the coaches. I think with the TV contracts, they make money. <laughs> That's the only thing that saves them is the TV money. If I had to look at the ACC network, <laughs> I would say the that TV ACC contract network. is. Nineteen dollars and ninety-five cents a game. Yeah. <laughs> when you don't get the ESPN feed, they it could put be rely on there. They <laughs> and I'm not saying we'd could. be better play-by-play. I color, think I think, but we we'd could. have a lot more fun, and we I think would. people would would appreciate it. Oh my God, the ACC network. It's tough to watch, but they do. But make back money. to that, I just don't think it's not just contracts. It's not just equipment. It's not just travel. It is spots and classrooms. A lot 100% of people that don't understand scheduling, correct? Sports. Yep. You think that? Oh, okay. There's how many kids on a Division One? Eighty-five scholarship. Eighty-five, and then usually they a few walk a hundred total. All right, so eighty-five full rides. 
85 full. You rides. think that's just a spot in the classroom, right? I did when I was in college. I didn't think about that. Yeah. When I was in college, when I was a high school, when I was a prospective student athlete, as they call it, I thought giving someone tuition was just here. You can go sit in that class with the other kids that are paying. Right. No. You that money is accounted for. Yes. So what's SU? Sixty-five grand a year. It's I don't know. Close to seventy. Yeah. So let's call it sixty-seven. Yeah. Times eighty-five. You care to do the math on that one, big boy? Oof. Dino's contract. What's what's he get paid? He, he's two million, three million. Then the rest of his staff probably gets he, past that. They're all six figures. I just I yeah. don't think it makes money. I think there are probably fifty college football programs that make you're, money. You're right. And there was you're a right. time where I knew this. And there's right. about 10 that make money in basketball. You're right. You're right. And Syracuse could be one in basketball because they can stick so many people in that very difficult place to watch a I, I, basketball I think, game. I think overall the Syracuse athletic department is in the black. Oh, no way. You don't think so? No way. You don't because think? Because no one pays to watch any other sports. Okay, they're men's lacrosse program. Top 10 team every year. They are. Granted, there's only probably 50, 50 teams that, that have Division One, 50 schools. So, like, that's another thing. I remember at Old Dominion, they're like, oh, we won the national championship for sailing. Oh, yeah. there's eight, eight, te- teams eight sailing teams. Good job. Wait, so you don't think Syracuse overall no makes money? Way. Their athletic department. No way. We, I, you're, you're right that a minimal amount. Go women's basketball. Make money. Women's basketball, 15 full rides. 10. 15. I know this. I 15? have to know. I had it. There's not 12, 12 for men's basketball. Women's basketball gets 15. Okay? Okay. 15 times 70 or 60, whatever it is. I'm going to Google this. Yeah. Because I, I. Women's Division One basketball, unless it's changed in the last 10 no, years. No, I'm saying the Syracuse Athletic Department overall, encompassing all sports, hemorrhages money. I, I, I don't think... I, the only chance you had to make it back was football, Steve. You know that. Football and basketball are the money makers because of the TV contracts. But I don't think they... Did I don't soccer think, just win the national championship? For Syracuse. Yes. I don't know. I think they did. How are we not talking about that? Because it's... What a great sports podcast. We're not talking about Syracuse who won the national championship in men's soccer. I yeah, think they Syracuse did. is in the black. Come on! 88.4 million. I'm sorry, excuse me? You're trying to tell me SU Athletics was in the black by $84 million? 86. But yes, I can tell you that because, Josh, the TV contract, they get billions <laughs> off. The, the, it's all TV money. If you're if you're talking based on putting butts in the seats, then 100% they lose. They're not filling out the stadium. They're making money off the licensing, the merchandising, and the TV contracts. It says 86.4 million. Yeah, in revenues and paid out 80 million. So in other words, there's six six point four in the black. I find that hard to believe. But, I mean, it's this collegefactual.com, so it must be right. Oh, so uh, it, it's a grossing the $86 million, and it doesn't say for sure how much they make, how much profit of it. Okay, Is that so that's a fine line. So yeah. they're in the black $6 million. I, yeah. I'd love to be wrong. I'm wrong. You're the best. I'm the I, worst. I'm not the best. 
You're the tallest. I'm the shortest. You're yeah. the most handsome. I'm the ugliest. Okay. And you know how to drive in traffic circles. I do have that advantage over you. Then, and I do know that green tea is not an aphrodisiac. It's not. <laughs> but that's not a huge bit of knowledge that I need to carry around this earth with me. But now, if this was was right, if this were right, you're in the black by six million dollars. Buying out Dino at ten million, all of a sudden, you're in the red. That's, so I'm just trying to tell yeah, you that right. they're just not the school that can take that hit. You're right. They can't. You know what I mean? They, they would need a big donor to donate money to buy them out. Yeah. I, and when they say 86.4 in revenue, I wonder if that's development too, like raising money you know, from alumni and stuff. I don't think it is. I don't know. I, I, I don't think they count that. Because a lot of these athletic departments do selective accounting to yeah. show that they take losses yeah. because they don't want people to know how much they really make right so in syracuse being a private school does not have to report everything like some of the the public schools do but i we spent way too much time on this but that's what i wanted to say um they have a decision with dino babers yesterday was a game that they clearly should have won they were as good if not better than minnesota they you know, the first drive, not going for it on the fourth down. Coming out the second half, they had a good first drive. They kicked the field goal, and then they threw the pick six. Yeah. But statistically, personnel-wise, I thought Syracuse was the better team. Yeah. I would say. I mean, by a ton. Like I said, you just said you'd put a couple grand on it. No, I would have. So that means sure. Michael Jordan in the late 80s, early 90s would have put $20 million on it. Um, did, did you want to do another segue? Um, no, I, I want to give a legitimate shout out. Yeah, a sport that we've tried really hard with in the last month. You're going to talk about soccer just for two seconds. Okay, Syracuse won the men's National Division Oops. One National Championship. Yeah, of course on PKs. So if it was a golf tournament, it'd be a putting contest. <laughs> so I won't, I won't get on PKs anymore. I'm sorry, but a putting contest. I, you know, I would have to refer to Pammer on this one. You know, my buddy out in in California. I think Syracuse winning a soccer national championship. Uh, okay, so Syracuse is kind of a middle of the road, right? Sports, you know, program Over, at this point. Overall, it used to saying, be with yeah. basketball way up there, football way up there. It was it was a much different situation, but now they're kind of middle of the road. You know, let's say they're a top thirty-five percent type of Division One sports, you know, athletic department. Would you? Was that fair? I, I, I don't think, think they're any better than that. That's that's a good spot. To put but sure. but a school that has little to no tradition in soccer right. to win the national championship. No, they do not have a soccer tradition. I think women's soccer they did. Do we that. need to do a little blue chips? Nick Nolte investigating. You have to see if they're bringing they in a couple bring, ringers. What is going on with that? There has to be two or three kids that are standing. Maybe they're on the, the Bill Nye the Toyota commercials like Schrader. <laughs> yeah. As so amazing that. as that commercial was, that's got to win an award. Can you win awards for commercials? Uh, if I would gladly love to drive up to Syracuse and give him an award for that. All right. Next podcast, I'm devoting two minutes and 30 seconds to the research I'm going to do about their soccer program and how they yeah. got so good so fast okay is that uh, fair that's fair. some investigating reporting that's fair do you have a typewriter uh sound effect that you could do for me right now i'm gonna do some investigative reporting for the Let next podcast can you do that 
Oh, we'll, we'll put a little sound bites in there. Did you save a space for it on there? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That was a thing. I thought you were just going gonna to do like... Oh, no. I, I, we have sound effects on these fancy recorder. Well, I just I have to put a typewriter I in. can't wait for the edition. Yeah. I could put Paper Tiger. Rawr. Rawr. You put that on there. We got to get we'll Seiko's was top notch. Yes. Yes. All right. We can segue into anything else. How about a quick um, shout out for the sixth grade Saratoga battle? What an unbelievable tournament. Yeah. They rolled. They keep beating these other undefeated just teams, about everyone. which is kind of fun. And, uh, but it's fun. When you're that age, you think when you're undefeated, you think that truly maybe you're the best you know, 12-year-old team on planet Earth. Well, e- easily. I mean, that's... We don't think that. No, you guys are very humble, and you're, you're gracious with your opponents. But great, gracious, 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 ish, as but JL heaved one up from about uh, the logo at the buzzer when we were up twenty points last night. But the the first game on Tuesday mm-hmm. was a pretty good team, or Wednesday. Yeah, I mean we, Wednesday. How, was. Let's let's you don't have to go any further than last night. Last night we pl- we play this team, and you know they're a, a quality team, but they only have two players. Right. The other guys are just kind of pass backs. They don't do anything offensively. They've got a kid who's almost six foot, but he, yeah, I saw the, the basketball picture skills weren't, weren't really there. And I that's saw okay. the picture. I'm sure he's a great kid. I mean, I'm he was sure he's a, a great he kid. He was very too. gracious in defeat, as was the majority of that team. But they had two players that were very good. They can only go to their right. And we knew that going in. So you had a nice little game plan. So we played man to man, but the second anyone started to drive to the basket, someone could fall off those other three kids and just, you know stop that drive of the basket from even happening and we were down at halftime 14 13 oh wow last was night. close then we end up outscoring them by 23 points in the second half which in a game wow. that he only reaches in the 40s and 20s that might as well be outscoring them by 50 points yeah that's that's a, that's a large large so amount. championship game today at one o'clock oh really at saint mary's in glens falls oh Maybe I'll be able to take a ride up with you. So yeah, that's why I know. That's great. No real, uh, you know, getting ready for the shift oh, okay. at eleven thirty downstairs today. So we had we had time. How but far away is Glens Falls from here? Twenty minutes. I would say door to door, twenty six minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh. Yeah. I think I can do that. How many is it? One game or two? Just well, the thing is, there's been a losers bracket. So yeah. I would imagine if we were to lose the first game, we would get another shot at beating them. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, double it's been, elimination. So most of the sports that I played competitively, there wasn't there was a lot of individual sports, but we never played in a double elimination tournament because that was the whole thing. The big selling point for this tournament was it was a three game minimum. Yeah, even our fifth grade our fifth grade battle team played in this. Well, because that's why we we had talked about going to the pinstripe bowl. Yeah. And, and then this thing popped up, and so you, then we couldn't go. And, but you had said that they were guaranteed at least three mm-hmm. games, so it wasn't going to be one and done. Right. They'd be able to go. So um, you're not sure how it's going to work, mm-hmm. but they if, if, is it, if they win, is that it? Is it over? I believe that's it. Okay. Because I got you. There can't be another undefeated team from the way the bracket is. So we're playing someone who has one loss. Did you a beat great this chance. Team? That the loss was issued by us, but oh, oh, in this wow. okay, they're all close games. We won one game by ten, 
The one that we won by 22 last night, I got a newsflash, was not that close a game. So you're the only um, undefeated team left? As far as I know. Oh, okay. I mean, we played three good teams. We yeah. played Boston Spa's team, which we'd already played twice. And that's always a close game. But at the end, we end up, we're always probably between 7 and 15 points better than they are. Um. But that being said, if we play them ten times, I think Boston Spot wins one or two of those. Right, they're a quality team, and um, you know, and the other two teams we played, one was from South Glens Falls last night, and I don't know that they had lost, but again, they had two really good players. Yeah, you said they they didn't lose, but you know, their coaches handle it really well. A lot of times, you play against a team that hasn't been issued a loss yet. The they, coaches kind of start drinking they, the Kool Aid. Yeah, they get super grumpy. Yeah, they they, get, they, were, they, they were great. Grumpy. They were great. You know, the whole game. That's good that he's having you know, a positive the end, like Sometimes people do when they think they have an outside chance of coming back. But when you're down 16 points right. with a running clock with two minutes to play, that's not happening. And they did a very good job of understanding right. that. So, okay. um, But, yeah, I don't know who we played today. I know they're going to – I'm sure they'll be ready to go. Whenever you're the undefeated team, you get a target on your back. That's for sure. And if, if I am able to go to the game, can, uh-huh. I, can I ride with you? Of course what you I can. Have to drive? Don't be ridiculous. I love the Bronco. Yeah. We gotta get in there. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what. It's so warm. I know. We take the top take down. Top right we'll look down. like two idiots. Wind the blowing through our hair like <laughs> Thelma and Louise. You know what I mean? Didn't they drive off a cliff? But we won't do that. Okay. Okay. And there's that meatloaf song. Anything for love, but I won't, I won't do that. Do that. That's a terrible song. Meatloaf is terrible. Well, he's dead. So is he? Yeah. Yeah. He died. When did that happen? Uh, I don't know. COVID maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know he's right. dead. He was really outspoken against COVID, and then he passed, and it was just kind of you know. Yeah, I think that's. I think that might be the situation on that one because now you're jogging the memory on that one. I am full of useless knowledge. Useless knowledge. All right, what else we got? We talking movies? What yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk movies. Um, I just have to take a quick break, and then we will talk movies. Sounds great. 